What's up guys and welcome to another podcast. Today I want to talk about a crucial factor which is necessary in order to make use of creativity. So let's go. Because without this, creativity doesn't even work. Because I always talk about it and I'm very passionate about it. Because I just realized that creativity was the way out for me on every part of my life. So let me start with a story. So when I went to high school, I messed up my yeah, A-levels a lot. So I couldn't manage to go into the regular A-levels, which is Abitur in Germany. So I had to go to a, another school. In that school, you were allowed to make a A-level kind of degree where you can go to universities, but not to the big universities, only to the universities of applied sciences. So that meant that I was not able to go to the good and very prestigious universities in Germany. And in Germany, that's a big deal because in Germany, everyone can go to the great universities for free. So yeah, I couldn't do that. But why I'm telling you this story is that in grade 11, I had to do an internship because it's called Fachhochschulreife or Fachabitur, some people call it. And it's a two-year program so that you get the yeah, degree so you can go to universities of applied sciences. But um, there is a internship necessary. So you have to do it and it's half a year. So that's quite a lot of time and I've never worked uh, in a full-time job that long before because I was practically 16 or 15 even. So yeah, that was very, very difficult to get something nice. And at that time, you know, with 15, you have other things in mind than just hustling and getting internships and studying for school. It was more about having fun and hanging out with your friends and playing video games and all that stuff. So it was very hard for me to find a great internship because I was not that natural born, like, yeah, hardworking guy because I was just a little bit more laid back and lazy. But the story is very important for my life because I learned so much during the application process of getting that internship. So my approach was just procrastinating as usual, as long as I could. And it was, yeah, not the best decision. And in the end, I couldn't get a nice internship. Uh, like I wanted to go to the bank or I wanted to go to a really cool international company. But yeah, application process for those big companies, of course, are a little bit more difficult to get in. And with my work ethic at that time, that wasn't possible. So I walked around the area where I lived and there was a hotel. So I thought maybe I go into the hotel, I might get an internship there, I can work in the management, I can do some administration stuff. But in the end, of course, hotels are not the best place to work, to be honest. Like work condition, working conditions, very badly paid and I wasn't even get paid at that time. Like I had friends in my school. So I got this internship at the hotel. The CEO of the hotel, he was quite nice. He said to me, I'm going to get into all the areas, all the departments and learn how a hotel operates. So that sounds promising to me. But of course, it was more about, yeah, the very, very low stuff like cleaning and dishwashing and all the classic internship stuff. And it was truly like that. So the first day was super funny. I arrived very early, like at 4.15 in the morning and everyone was nice. There were like three people greeting me and there was a girl who was an apprentice and she taught me all the stuff I had to know for the breakfast. So we prepared the breakfast. That was kind of okay. It was nothing really interesting, nothing really bad. I had to prepare the breakfast and then clean it up afterwards and also scrub the floor. But I mean, that's part of the job. But the second day I was already thinking like, man, do I really want to do this half a year for 40 hours a week? 
And it was so funny because the second day I arrived and there was the facility manager. <laughs> and that guy, he was the typical facility manager person you will have in mind when you think of one. So he was a little bit overweight, old German guy, pretty friendly, but very, let's say, simple, a very simple man. That doesn't mean that every facility manager has to be simple, okay? Don't take offense on that. But he was a very simple man and he took me to uh, repair the TVs. So I said, all right, let's repair some TVs. That's much more interesting than just scrubbing the floor and cleaning uh, the breakfast. So I went with him into his private car, which was also really weird because it was a nice hotel, didn't have a uh, company car. So anyway, we went into this old private car of his, drove like to the weirdest part of Berlin and repaired those really old TVs. I was already like, okay, this hotel, it's quite expensive, it's quite posh, and nobody like is getting paid well, and everything in the hotel is a little bit sketchy in my opinion. It's not like how I imagined it to be because the CEO was in his nice suit in his nice meeting room, but everything else was super, super bad. And after we repaired the TVs, He said, all right, I need to go to the doctor quickly. And I was thinking, okay, maybe that's on his way. And it's like five minutes maybe, but turns out it wasn't five minutes. So I took the car with this fat old man, repaired some really old TVs. And then he said like, all right, I'll be back. And I was sitting in the car for 45 minutes alone while he was going to do some like medical care stuff for himself. And I was like, like, really? <laughs> Really, I always thought like those internships were like fun stories people tell about internships, but that internship, but the first day, like cleaning the floor, having like very, very bad leftover food in the like deepest dark room ever, and then going with a fat man to somewhere in Berlin, repairing TVs and hanging out in his old car for 45 minutes. That was so weird. All right, you get the point, and I hope that story was kind of entertaining, but uh, anyway, I went home that day very very confused like absolutely confused about the whole situation and i was thinking man i can't do this for half a year so i sat down at the table and i was like i can't go back there i can't go back there that's horrible i can't go back to that hotel tomorrow and i don't want to wake up at 3 30 and scrub floors again and going with that weird old man to some place in berlin so i was thinking okay what can i do And the first idea that came in mind was like, how can I get an internship fast? So that meant I couldn't apply on regular internships because that always takes forever, the application process and everything. So I thought, what can I do, which is kind of fun and kind of fast to get. So I thought, all right, there is a mall in Berlin and I could go there and there are several shops. Like there are uh, clothing shops, there are electronic shops, there are jewelries, there are like gastronomy stuff. There's a lot of things I could do which seem to be better than this hotel. So so I just printed out 10 CVs and uh, packed them in my backpack and drove off to that mall. And arriving there, I was a little bit scared, of course, to go in and back for an internship. And of course, it should be very, very quick so I can leave the hotel. And that's what I did. I went to every single shop that was kind of sympathetic to me, that was kind of looking good to me, where I could imagine myself working in. And I went through a few clothing shops and then also an electronic store. But I ended up at that clothing store, Jack and Jones. 
and it was my actual first real job. Then I walked in, I talked to someone, I also made a good impression of course, I was positive and happy and that's like a big strength of mine. I can be um, very, I don't know, charismatic or sympathetic if you can say so. I think my first impression is always pretty good. So at that time I thought of betting on my, yeah, on my charismatic um, appealing and not necessarily on my skills because I was 15 and I couldn't offer a lot of skills. So I went in and I talked to the store manager and she was super nice to me. Like she just said like, yeah, I like you. What's your name? And I was like, Andy, all right, you can start tomorrow. And I was like, what? What? Really? Tomorrow? And I went home. I wrote the resignation letter, went into that hotel, dropped it on the counter, like in the movies. And I said, like, I quit. And they were like, what? Like, you haven't told us anything. Why haven't you called us? Blah, blah, blah. We have to plan and everything. And I was like, I quit. I'm not coming back again. <laughs> So with that story in mind, you know that I was not always like that, like I am right now. I'm pursuing my goals and I work a lot and I put in a lot of um, time and effort to just fulfill my dreams and yeah, reach that North Star of happiness, but I was not always like that. And from the first internship, for example, you see that I have procrastinated so, so long that I could not manage to get a nice internship and ended up at that shitty hotel. And in the end, I needed to get something new. And of course, the creativity helped me to find the first internship in the first place and then also find a new internship very, very fast, which was good. But without this one thing, all the creativity is kind of useless. And that is execution. And as cheesy as it sounds, without the execution part, all creativity is useless. If it's only in your brain and you're thinking about ideas and you're thinking about creative things to do and you're thinking about doing that and thinking about this great business opportunity, as long as you're not executing, those ideas are worthless. They're just in your mind. And if you're having a good time just thinking and dreaming about it, that's cool. But I don't think that anyone is happy if they have all the ideas and are not executing on them and then trying out if they will really really work that's also a big struggle of a lot of artists like they're so artsy and creative but they don't see the other part or the distribution the marketing and also the business because artists of course need to make money as well like it's just necessary and even the people who don't make money with their art they do it as a hobby and still put out that idea and turning that idea through execution into something real. So as Gary V always says, ideas are shit, execution is the game. So let's turn our ideas and our creativity into something real so that we can see if it's working, if it's good, if other people can profit from that. Because if we don't put it out there, they're only in our mind. And you all know that I'm a big fan of putting your thoughts out there so that you can reflect on them, you can share them with them, explain it to others, and also that others can profit from them and learn from them. So let's make creativity louder, let's execute on those ideas, and I'll talk to you next time.